welcome to TLDR for Parents, a place for busy parents who want to be the best they can be. I'm Suzanne McCauley, parent, educator, consultant, and reader of all things parenting. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Episode four of the TLDR for Parents podcast. I'm Suzanne. I'm here with my friend Megan. Say hi to the people. Hello, everyone. And today we're doing Q&A on growth mindset. Um, you sent in some great questions, so Megan's going to ask them, and I'm going to attempt to answer them based on the stuff that I know from reading Dweck's book and lots of other stuff about growth mindset. So we'll get right to it because you're busy parents. Let's go. We have some great questions this week. The first one, how does growth mindset work with older kids? Okay, so I'm going to make the assumption from this question that this parent is just now learning about growth mindset and her children are already older or his children are already older. Okay, so I think there's a couple things here. The first is this gives us an amazing opportunity to say, hey, I learned a new thing, so I'm going to do a new thing which is something we want our kids to do throughout their lives, right? Thank goodness we're not locked into one version of ourselves or one version of parenting for our whole duration. So that's first. First, I just sit them down and say, hey, I learned about this thing and I'm going to try to incorporate it in my life. And I think it's so important that I hope you try to incorporate it in yours too. And we're going to work together on this as a family. So that's first is just have that conversation and model that willingness and desire to take a new path when you feel like it's what's best for you. And then it just always comes back to our actions speak louder than our words. And I think that's especially true for older kids because they're able to reason through and kind of suss out some of that. Uh, She said this, but now she's doing that. If we truly embody a new approach, they will notice. That's what I think there. Just have the the conversation. Say, hey, I learned this new thing and I think it's um, worth taking a closer look at and trying to incorporate in my life and then do it and model it and talk about it um, and hold each other accountable for it in a kind and loving way. So this next one, the parent says, I'm working on changing the way I praise my kids. Can you go more in depth about praise? Sure. So we talked about in the last episode and actually in good inside too. Um, Dr. Becky touches on this too, but Dweck's big thing about developing the growth mindset is we have to praise the process, which the process is more than effort. I'll come back to that, but we have to praise the process more than the end result. If we want our children to continue to engage in the process fully. So she says the process is more than effort because we often also too, when we start praising the process, we get hung up on effort. We want to praise Oh, you you tried so hard on this. You did such hard work here. But in addition to effort, a lot of times the process includes seeking resources, finding the right help. So we want to praise that stuff too. Like every little piece that goes into the process, if we're really looking at that specific praise around the process, that includes effort, that includes finding resources, that includes trying a bunch of different strategies, having some work, having some not work, and going through the effort of trying again when the first strategy doesn't work and the second strategy doesn't work. So I think as we try to hone in on our praise and the way that we praise our children, really looking at the whole process. So yeah, we're going to praise effort. We definitely want to do that, but we're also going to praise their ability to seek resources and their ability to try different strategies. The other thing that Dweck talks about in the book with the um, praise thing is make sure you don't praise effort that isn't there. 
in your effort to try to praise your child's process, you might say, oh my gosh, I can see you worked so hard on that. But if your kid rolled in on Thursday night, spent 45 minutes on it, and it was due Friday and they had two weeks to work on it, maybe don't say you worked so hard on that, right? right? Because they know they didn't. And then when we praise them for working hard and they didn't have to work that hard, that causes another kind of brain bender for them, right? Like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have to work hard. And that's, maybe that's my, my good quality is things that should require hard work don't require hard work for me, right? And then they get all hung up when something does cause hard work. So um, just be careful with that. We want to praise and acknowledge authentic effort. One of the things that Dweck says is, Every word and action from parent to child sends a message. Are the messages that you send saying you have permanent traits and I'm judging them or you're a developing person and I'm interested in your development? I really like that. I don't think any parent sets out to send the message to their child that they're judging them. But I think it is important to consider that that is how some of the things that we say and do can come across. So and we want to focus on that you're a developing person and I'm interested in your development over any type of permanence of traits that we're judging. The next question, what advice do you have if my child is a total perfectionist? Okay. I always say this and I don't know if it's true or not and I have absolutely no science to back it up. So just everyone hear that when I say this. I always feel like perfectionism comes from somewhere. So a lot of times our kids that struggle with perfectionism have a perfectionistic parent or person of influence in their life. So I feel like one of the things is we have to examine our own perfectionism. How are we treating ourselves when we make a mistake? And what expectations do we have for ourselves? And are they realistic? And all of that stuff. So there's that, is really examining perfectionism in ourselves and modeling and talking our way through things. But the other thing is, I think a lot of times when kids struggle with perfectionism, parents decide they're gonna glaze over failure, right? We're just not gonna talk about their failures because they're perfectionistic and that will make them feel bad and all that. But when we glaze over failure, we actually send the message, unspoken, that it's not okay to fail and that it should be hidden. So. Failure needs to be discussed regularly as a part of life because that's what it is. Avoid the temptation to glaze over failure because it's hard to have those conversations with a perfectionistic kiddo. It's worth having the hard conversation for them to receive the message that failure should not be hidden. It's not undiscussable. In fact, it's important. It's an important part of life. It's an important part of growing. It's how we learn, right? Um, Dweck says, every single day, parents are teaching their children whether mistakes, obstacles, and setbacks are bad things or good things. The parents who treat them as good things are more likely to pass on a growth mindset. So mistakes have to be honored as learning opportunities. And that's that. Um, this last question I'm excited about. What are some practical ways to build growth mindset in your home? The people want practical application. Okay, I love practical application too. Um, in the last episode, we talked about mistake of the day. I loved that at dinner. What mistakes did you make today that you're going to learn from? And I loved, I mean, I love it when it becomes the culture of the home, right? It's okay for us all to make mistakes. Um, I think you'd have open conversations about what's currently challenging you. I feel like sometimes kids look at adults and think they have it all together when in actuality, we're just grown up kids who do not have it all together, right? So um, just talking with them openly about what's challenging you at work, what's giving you, you know, what's giving you pause that you have to really think through and work through. Um, it's good for them to know you're going to spend your whole life facing things that aren't always easy. And so the better you get at the process of facing a challenge and working your way through it, the more successful you're going to be in life. 
Um, when you share a talent with your kids or when you see someone share a talent, talk about how much effort it takes to get there. I think about like taking my kids to a baseball game and stuff. You go to a major league baseball game and you see all these guys playing baseball and they're playing so awesome. But what you don't see is like these kids started at T-ball in when they were three. You know what I mean? They probably played baseball every summer of their life. And now they're, you know, 20 or whatever. That's 20 summers they spent playing baseball. A lot of them probably played year-round club ball, right? So hours and hours and hours go into becoming an expert. Doesn't Malcolm Gladwell say 10,000 hours to be an expert? You don't just show up at an MLB game as a player. So much effort goes into that. I think if you go to concerts, if you take your kids to the symphony, like all of those people have put in gobs of time to become great and I just think we have to constantly be having that conversation because kids are always looking at the end result as they look at the grown-ups in their lives and very rarely do they see the hours of pain and suffering that it took to get there in a lot of cases so I just think it's important to call that out and talk about it as much as you can Again, we just touched on this, but appreciating, exploring, celebrating mistakes. I think that's so important. Catching and rejecting fixed mindset messages. I think this is important for us and for our kids. If we hear them in our head, we need to say them out loud and say, oh my gosh, I just had this thought. I just said to myself, I'm not good at this. I need to think about that a different way. I'm just not good at it yet. Like have those outward conversations, bring some of that inside speech we have with ourselves out, right? And then when you hear the kiddos use their own, and sometimes a lot of times theirs come out their mouths, right? Which is lucky for us in, in our efforts to hunt, kind of help them grow this. Help them catch it too. Well, that sounds like a fixed mindset to me. I know that's not what you want to develop. How can we fix that? What can we say differently? And then the other thing is, I feel like we have to, as parents, choose something challenging in our lives that we're going to work on, whether it's a hobby or we're going to develop a new skill or we're going to do something. A really good friend of mine has decided that we're going to start flipping furniture. So I was driving down this street north of my house and there was this thing on the side of the road that said free on it. And it's like this shelf that has these box drawers and it's gray and black and had all these Christmas stickers on it. But I was like, oh my gosh, I'm totally, that's going to be my first project, right? So I loaded up in my car. One of my kids was with me and they were like, what are you doing? And I'm like, don't mind me, just picking trash up off the side of the road. So I put this thing in the trunk of my car and I brought it home and I peeled off all the stickers and I've taken off all the knobs and I'm going to sand this thing down and paint it. I'm going to stain it and paint it to look like a little library card catalog because it has like 25 small drawers in it. Anyways, all this is to say, my kids are like, why is there a piece of furniture in our front room? Why do you have 25 boxes? What are you peeling those stickers off? And I'm like, well, I'm learning a new thing. I'm going to learn how to be a little bit of a woodworker. Here I go. And it's not been perfect. And they've seen my efforts and they've seen me have to ask their dad how to do certain things because my husband is far better at woodworking and all things handy around the house than I am. But I'm learning and they're learning that it's never too late to take up a new hobby and try something new and make some mistakes and then correct them. So I just think it's good for us to model doing a new thing in our lives for so many reasons. A, because it's how we get new skills and it's how we continue to grow and learn. But B, because we want our kids to know it's you can constantly pick up a new hobby. You can constantly pick up a new mindset. You can constantly pick up a new way to live. We just always have options and we're never, ever, ever stuck. And I just always want um, the kids in my life to have that that perspective and that idea. So... I think that's great. That's our last question this week. 
Okay, that was a quick one, y'all. Okay, we are moving on. Our next book is called How to Raise an Adult by Julie Lithcott Hames. I think you are going to love it. The subtitle is Break Free of the Overparenting Trap and Prepare Your Kid for Success. She has great suggestions for helping develop that independence that is going to make our kids so successful in life. I hope you're having a great day. Remember, whatever you're facing in parenting, it won't always be this way. Have a good day.